When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Hour 3, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage all of you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. Also, three hours every single day of video, unless one or the other of us is on the road somewhere. But we are now here for a little bit in a row, uh, several weeks. We're waving at you. You get to see me, you get to see Buck behind the VIP at clayandbuck.com. We appreciate all of you there, particularly all of the grandmas out there that are big fans of mine. We bring in now Ryan Gerdusky, who uh, was sharing an interesting poll that we started off the show discussing, the Siena New York State poll. Uh, and Ryan, we bring you on because we like you to break down the data for us. And I want to start with the question that I started the show with today. And that was, according to that poll, Donald Trump now leads in New York State among Jewish voters. I believe the number was 53 to 44. Did that surprise you? Does it have staying power? Have we seen a shift based on October 7th? How would you analyze this uh, as it pertains to the Jewish vote, not only in New York, but potentially around the country? So there have been three polls above the Jewish vote since October the 7th in about New York State, all by Siena. And Trump's numbers among Jewish voters in the subset of the, of the Siena poll went from 29% on October the 15th to 54% and 53% rather in the latest poll that came out today. It's a significant shift. It's very, very high. And nationwide, we don't know the exact number, but he got about 30 to 33 percent of the Jewish vote in 2020 nationwide. I'm not exactly sure of New York. Um, New York, unlike 
other places with significant – New York has the largest Jewish population in the country. Um, 9% of the entire state is Jewish. But it also has one of the largest Orthodox and Hasidic populations, which tend to be far more Republican, not just by the average Jewish voter, but far more Republican than the average voter. And Orthodox and Hasidic voters, especially on federal issues, vote very, 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 very Republican. Um, so what we could be seeing in New York and the reason why New York moves so far right could be because this, the poll could have oversampled Orthodox and Hasidic voters. Or it could be that just these voters are just moving to the right over several issues, especially with the growth of anti-Semitism um, that we've seen from the far left in this country. Hey, Ryan, it's Buck. You know, the um, migrant situation in New York, we're just talking about the Jewish vote in New York. Uh, migrant situation is obviously also uh, getting a lot of national attention. There's this video of cops fighting at Randall's Island, which is where I used to play high school sports. This is a side note. We used to have the uh, facilities there for basketball, so- not basketball, uh, soccer, football, uh, you know, outdoor sports. And uh, they've now turned it into a refugee camp. I mean, there's a refugee camp on Randall's Island. NYPD having to fight and kick and punch uh, with a, a migrants who are throwing chairs at them and everything else in this 3,000-bed facility. It felt like the Democrats believed they had it all moving in, you know, or they thought they had a strategy with this bill that then Republicans in the Senate did not go along with. But what are we seeing in terms of actual perception and, and numbers on that one? Because... Now they're saying Biden may take matters into his own hands. And it's like, well, hold on. I thought he couldn't do that before. Right. I mean, Biden always had the ability to do something on immigration. This is not like this is the first president who's ever had a border crisis. We've had every president, recent presidents had a border crisis of one form or the other. And every president's done executive things. I mean, Joe Biden stood on the stage that he would give free health care to illegal aliens. He wouldn't deport them. Um, and he would try to fast track away for amnesty. So, of course, they came. And I think what a lot of misperception from Democrat elected officials was, was, well, how bad could the border crisis be? We've, we've dealt with border crisis of a million people in the past before. We've never dealt with a border crisis of seven million people. And my comment I always make to people is, what are you going to do when a 100 million people come? Because if you continue to do what is going on, a 100 million people will eventually make their way into the United States of America be dependent on the state, overwhelm the systems, and the systems will collapse. You have Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts, just cut a state program dedicated to funding firefighters for smaller or lower-income municipalities in the state to pay for their um, migrant crisis. In New York State, we're look, looking at sanitation and police force cuts. Denver is dealing with similar cuts. Um, Chicago will deal with the same exact thing. They cannot afford this migrant crisis at the level it is. And if Biden wins a second term, it will... I wouldn't be shocked if it doubled, um, and it will 100% bankrupt many, many municipalities or, or see vast, vast spending cuts throughout these municipalities. So, as far as it as far as it goes with with Democrats, I mean, you saw Tom Suozzi in the special election in New York Third talk about needing to create, a, you know, some kind of plan that says that they're going to militarize the border and protect the border. I think Democrats are, especially in swing areas, are seeing the writing on the wall. There was a bill to make DUIs and Social Security fraud a deportable offense. And every Democrat in the country in a moderate to swing district voted um, in favor of the bill. It was only Democrats in deep, deep blue districts that voted against this. Um, 
But I think the perception is there and the perception that Democrats are, the, are weak on the border is going to be very hard to shake with or without this single bill. We're talking to Ryan Gerdusky. Uh Ryan, I want to go back to that Siena poll because the other thing that stood out to me was Trump wins, I think it was 47-41, something like that, among male voters. That is mm-hmm. it's kind of shocking for, I think, a lot of people. Trump would win New York State if only men were voting. But the gender gap is insane when it comes to women and their rejection of Trump. Um, is that the story writ large to you in many ways for 2024? And I understand there's a difference. Buck and I talked about it uh, between married women and single women. It's really single women that are really turning their backs on Trump and the Republican Party in general. But correct me if I'm wrong, I think... If only men voted, Trump would win 50 states, basically. And if only women voted, Biden would win 50 states. We're setting up for potentially the biggest gender imbalance maybe that we've ever seen. Do you see that ameliorating, changing somewhat, or are we locked and loaded on one of the biggest gender gaps of all time? Well, you know, if, if this is the fact is if only men voted, we the last Democrat we were, we would have elected in this country was Lyndon Johnson in 1964. That's we an amazing stat. Elected. Repeat that again. So the only if only men voted, the last Democrat that would have won was Lyndon Johnson in 1964. Yes, yes, it's the last time the the Democrats won the male vote. Um, yeah, it's 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 it is. I mean, it's the 19th Amendment. The, but that is that is ultimately what changed it, and um, yeah, I, that is. I mean, the young female vote, and there's a lot of studies on this. And younger women are more radicalized; they are more democratic than younger men are, and it's it's increasing that that. I mean, between college, the loss of religion, and the lack of prospects for marriage, which are the three things that push women to vote more Republican, all those three things are enabling women to become more radicalized um, in progressive beliefs. And that I don't know how that changes or or when that changes, um, but that is what's happening. And on the flip side, you're seeing younger men um, becoming more Republican and more conservative in their beliefs as well. And there's a huge problem in the sense that younger people, people under the age of 18, don't date that often. They delay adulthood for longer and longer periods of time. They don't drive as, as early as young, they don't work as early as older generations do. Um, there's a book called Generations by Gene Twepy, uh, the author who talks a lot about this. And that's a huge problem going forward. Um, but this, it is the great gender divide. And I don't know how that happens or how it fixes. It's just a matter of do, do married women sit there and, and show up in the polls and do unmarried men show up because unmarried women, the Democratic Party has become not only their hobby and their political belief, but also their church in many cases. No, that's so fascinating. And by the way, quickly here, and then Buck wants to dive in, but when you were saying that, does the data reflect that women become more conservative when they get married or men become more liberal? In other words, when usually, we get the marriages here, what does the data show us? Usually it's what, who has the stronger beliefs in the, in the, in the marriage. I mean, if you marry, if you're a moderate voter and you marry a very conservative or liberal person, you will tend to reflect the beliefs. Your moderation will, will, will decrease and you will have the beliefs of whoever you marry. It's a lot like religion. The kids will often follow the religion of the, of the, of the parent who is more religious. Ryan, uh, Gerdusky with us and his Substack, which you should check out, is the National Populist Newsletter. Ryan. Thank you. Um, you're, you're very straightforward on, on your assessment of things. One of the reasons we like having you on. 
What is Nikki Haley doing? We've got a few days before South Carolina. What is the play here? What is the plan? I mean, look, what does she have to lose by staying? I always say she doesn't have a job to go home to. The kids are grown. The husband's at, out in the military. There is nothing. She's always wants to run for president. I mean, so she takes this position where she doesn't drop out until Trump gets the needed delegates, which is basically, I think, what Cruz did last time in 16. Um, and what other people have done in the past, they just waited out. Newt Gingrich didn't win a state for a long time before he dropped out. And, you know, if something happens to Trump, something happens with his health, something happens with, I don't know, whatever, and she's the nominee, what does she have to lose? I mean, so why not pick up a few delegates? She's already made history in this election. She is the first presidential candidate to lose to nobody, and she's also the first woman Republican to ever win a county in a primary. So, I mean, she can hang that, you know, on her, uh, you know, on her crown and just stay there because she's got nothing. There's nothing to do when she goes home. She'll go work for Boeing or something like that. But she's got, she has nothing to lose. It's not like she's going to run for Senate of South Carolina or something like that. All right, Ryan. So. If the election, we're sitting almost at, what is it, eight months out? If the election mm-hmm. were today, all right, I'm putting you on the and spot. Michelle Obama was not the nominee. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Obama, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> you and, you and Buck can take your tag team Royal Rumble, uh, you know, clothesline. Ryan is a brilliant analyst of politics for those who don't know. <laughs> what would happen in the election today if they, if tomorrow was election day? What do you think the results would look like? You know, I saw, I always said that Biden still had the advantage. I think that the DOJ report is really just as damaging as it could possibly be. I've never seen something like that before as far as what, you know, what it says. At the end of the day, listen, the major states that are at play are going to be, it's eight states that decide this entire election, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, Arizona, Nevada, uh, Florida, Michigan, Wisconsin, and maybe New Hampshire if it becomes into play. It's very, very few states. Most of those states are 90 to 95 percent black, white states, with the exception of Florida and Arizona and Nevada. Um, and North Carolina and Georgia, I forgot those two. Those states will decide this election. I think that the th- three big questions that, we, that I don't have the answer to right now, does RFK get on the ballot, number one? Because I heard from top Biden officials that that is one of their biggest, biggest concerns is that RFK gets ballot access. Number two, does the black vote decrease? In 2016, the black vote was 13% of the, 12% of the population, a national population, national vote. In 2020, it was 13%. It was like 1.3% higher. That was the deciding factor in 2020 was the black vote. And lastly, if Trump is going to lose the college-educated votes, which are the college-educated women vote, do non-college-educated white voters, which are the bedrock of the Republican Party, do they show up in full force? Those are the three things that will decide this election. Um, uh, everything else is really just window dressing as far as just political punditry goes. But I so think you right dodged now, it. Would you say time, Trump is a favorite right now if the election were tomorrow? For the very first time, I really think that Trump is becoming the favorite. So yeah, I do. For the first time, I didn't believe that before him, but I do now. I, I love but, it. You know, Ryan means it because he doesn't want to say it. That's the great. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like to get our hopes I up. Like, I hate making predictions, but that is for the very first time between the DOJ report and between Biden's just a. Abysmal numbers, and Kamala is just, uh, you know, there's just no safe place to rest your eyes for the Biden uh, campaign. They're very confident at the same exact time. I just, I don't see how they're going to sit there and pull this one out unless, unless the black vote surges to, to record high numbers or non-college educated white voters sit on their hands. But I don't think either one of them are going to happen. 
Ryan Gerdusky, he's awesome. Buck, what's the Substack to be able to follow him? National Populist Newsletter. I am a happy subscriber. I recommend it to you all. Boom. There you go. Thank you, Ryan. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Uh, look, basketball season is in full swing. In, what are we, eight days? Nine, I guess we got a leap year this year. Nine days, we're going to be into March. That is officially March Madness. I love, I'm already contemplating, Buck doesn't even know this, because he's never filled out a bracket. I'm already thinking about taking Thursday, Friday off. I'm filling out a bracket this year, buddy. You gotta stop with this crazy talk, cause I'm gonna be making my picks too. We're gonna go mono to mono with the basketball that will be played in March. I think, cause the opening Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament is so much fun. I am already sick to my stomach at the idea that I would be live on the air during the NCAA tournament. Because the opening Thursday, Friday, I think is the best two days of the year if you're a sports fan. Uh, other people can argue. I know a lot of you like the Masters, and a lot of you are big uh, NFL fans, and college football's opening weekend is tough to beat. But I think the opening Thursday, Friday of the NCAA tournament, about as good as it gets. Would you like to be able to make some picks for that as well as the NBA, uh, the Masters? We just had yesterday NASCAR, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the Daytona 500. Did you see that wreck they had? Man, it wiped out so many different uh, cars. It was uh, amazing, even though it was a day late. Prize picks is the place to go to be able to put down ten dollars. You can win a thousand dollars. You put down, uh, put in a hundred dollars, they'll give you a hundred dollars back, no questions asked. You double your money, boom, right off the top, up to a hundred dollars. You focus on the players, how they play in the game. It's a lot like if you play fantasy football, you play fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball. You're trying to predict with your picks how individual players are going to do, what their stats will be, and if they're going to end up doing better or worse, that is more or less than what the number is that is out there. Pick two to six different players. You can watch every night. It is absolutely amazing. Quick withdrawals, great customer service. They will hook you up. All you need to do is download the Prize Picks app. You can use my name, Clay, as the promo code. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. How many people out there can tell you, hey, if you go download this app and put my name in, you get $100. You put in $100, they'll give you $100. You automatically double your money. Go right now, prizepicks.com, or you can download the Prize Picks app. Just use my name, Clay, that's C-L-A-Y. Put in 100 boom, you get back 100 Promo code Clay, Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. All right, welcome back in. Just teeing up a couple things we're going to be diving into here together momentarily. Uh, one, we won't play these clips now. You're going to have to stay with us for a couple of minutes here. Uh, it is what we call a tease in the business. And we're going to be uh, discussing Biden getting asked why he's going to California. Is it perhaps to just check in on Plan B, Gavin Newsom? That's what the question was. I don't. I'm with Ryan Graduska in this one. I think that Biden is the plan. There is no other plan. The only other plan would be Kamala, and Kamala is a terrible plan. So Biden must be the plan. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Rarely, but it happens. And then there's also Kevin O'Leary echoing Clay, two, uh, two very successful entrepreneurs feeling the same way about life in blue states like New York and California. So, Clay, we will dive into that here momentarily. I am glad to live in a red state. I know you are glad to live in a red state now. Oh, yeah. You've actually gotten on the front edge of what Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, is talking about from a business perspective. We'll have a good conversation about that coming up. In the meantime... 
MyPillow has a massive sale going on right now. You're not going to want to miss it. Customer appreciation sale. Basically everything 50% off, whether it's their ultra-comfortable sheets and towels or larger items like mattress toppers, even dog beds. Normally sales this big only contain overstocked or clearance products. This sale includes MyPillow's best-selling items, too. Plus, as a bonus, you get free shipping. Remember, every MyPillow product comes with a two-month money-back guarantee, giving you two months to make sure you're completely satisfied with your purchase and a 10-year warranty, too. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Special Square to check out a massive sale. Remember, you want to use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code to get the sale prices, the free shipping, and... The excellent customer service. MyPillow.com, the website. Clay and Buck is the promo code. Clay and Buck, do it today. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Uh, we've been rolling through with a lot of different topics. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. We've got a great podcast network with Carol Markowitz, Tudor Dixon, more to be added soon, uh, and we are very happy to see how well those are all doing. Um, I do think this is uh, worthy of continuing to, uh, to to discuss. A lot of people just accepted the three hundred and fifty some odd million dollar verdict against Donald Trump in New York, but as much as Buck and myself and many of you think this is crazy, I actually think the people who think it's craziest are real estate developers and high net worth individuals with substantial assets in New York. One of them would be Kevin O'Leary. Many of you know him from Shark Tank. He's been on this program. I believe we had him as a guest in the last several months. Uh, he pointed out what is very important to recognize here. There was no victim here of this alleged fraud here was that analysis with Neil Cavuto. Listen. Wouldn't there be many companies who would not want to do business or loan money to people like yourself or investors if they know that they can get away with fraud and there's no recourse to protect them? Excuse me, what fraud? I don't. I, this is not about Trump anymore. In this case, even, the bank that was supposedly defrauded testified and said, we didn't lose anything. We want to do business with this guy again. We'd like to, but the judge said, no, 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 no. Let's penalize this developer for $355 million. And if we're going to do that, let's penalize all the developers all across America. They've all done the same thing. All of them should go to jail, and we should stop building buildings. That's CNN's Laura Coates. All right, so he's pointing out how absurd the logic is. For this entire case. And then, Buck, he builds on something else, which you have experienced, uh, and which I don't ever want to experience, which is what it's like to be living behind the big blue wall of New York. Here he is saying, look, a lot of people are going to be making the decisions based on this result to pull assets out of New York. Listen. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state? How are we going to attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are fleeing out to Texas and Florida. What about new money like this that I'm talking about, like a $4 billion data center? Not a chance I would put that in New York. Zero probability. Never. And so they've got a lot of work to do to find themselves getting out of this situation. This has all occurred post-pandemic. Winners states versus loser states look at tennessee right now fastest growing city in america nashville winner state good policy competitive taxes you've got to start thinking about this in the context of winners and losers new york mega loser state 
Okay, we have a lot of people listening on WOR in New York. Buck, you lived in New York City for a long time. We also have massive audience in Texas, Florida, Tennessee, three states that have no state income tax. As you get ready to pay your taxes in 2023, right, coming up in April, Buck, how much does it make you sick the idea that you would be paying 14% of your income for the privilege of living in New York City now that you live in Miami, you've actually done what Kevin O'Leary is suggesting here, which is you're highly successful, relocate basically the Buck Sexton Enterprise to Miami and save yourself a lot of money in the process. There are so many people down here. I have friends in finance, in the real estate game, corporate lawyers, all telling the same story down here in South Florida and other parts of Florida as well. Uh, and, and they, the, you know, a lot of people felt like they had to move because of COVID. Um, and that was my primary reason too, because I, I was so angry and felt like I had to do something, take some action after the tyranny that New York and the libs, uh, engaged in during COVID. But once you start looking at regulatory policy, taxation, and now politicize civil judgments, right? I mean, you could probably yes. say to yourself, well, you know, I'm not Trump. I'm not going to get, you know, in trouble because I'm not taking on the entire Democrat apparatus myself. And so they're probably not going to try to, you know, throw me in prison for document fraud or something. But when you see what happened to, well, it was Elon in Delaware and now Trump civilly in New York for running his business, I keep asking friends of mine. I actually spoke to someone on the Trump campaign about this yesterday, too. Just curious. I was saying, what happens here? I mean, we've just, the, the number we're talking about is what, 400 million plus? Yes. For him to appeal the New York state verdict, he has to either put up that cash or get a bond for all someone that basically else has to say that they will, you know, have a, a surety bond or whatever it's called, um, uh, to make sure that he will arrive in court for this and do this. He won't flee the country. Look, Trump's obviously not going to flee the country. He might be running the country again soon. But the point here is, uh, I don't see how he doesn't end up having to try to write some kind of massive check, which is a punishment in and of itself as he's running for president. Do you know what I mean? I, I, what, what is the alternative to he has to write this check in New York? I don't see it. There isn't one. He's going to have to put forward the money, which is why the goal is to try to humiliate and embarrass and bankrupt him. And I just want to say this. I understand a lot of you who are listening to us right now in California and New York and even the Chicago area, uh, big, massive centers of commerce. And some of you got friends, family, got kids in school, you can't move. If you can move, get out. I, I, I mean this honestly. You don't know how good life is in Texas, Tennessee, and Florida, and I'm just naming those three because there is no state income tax. The more successful you are, the less sense it makes for you to be funding broken left-wing governments in New York, California, and Illinois. And I'm using those three because that's where I'm seeing people flee the most, where you have high income tax rates and where the states are falling apart thanks to left-wing governance, effective one-party rule. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how fabulous it is down here. And when you get down here, and look, I'm talking about the Tennessee area, Bucks down in Florida, a lot of you are listening. I think we're number one in Houston, uh, San Antonio, and Austin. So we got a lot of you listening all over the state of Texas. We want these states to be redder. They're now driving the commerce of the United States. 
So if you're thinking generationally, where, what's, you know, I used to, uh, you ever been out to Coronado, um, or, uh, out in, uh, San Diego? Beautiful area of San Diego. Tons of military out there. In 1940 or 1950, you could have traveled out to San Diego and you could have bought an incredible bungalow in what is effectively the Garden of Eden in the United States. And you could have afforded to live there on a middle class salary. You could have been in the military. You could have been associated with a normal everyday job, cop, teacher, whatever it is. Can't do that anymore. Those are all million, multi-million dollar homes. I'm telling you, that's going to happen all over Florida. It's going to happen all over Texas. It's going to happen all over Tennessee. And in 2045, you're going to leave Illinois or California or New York, and you're going to travel to one of those states, and you're going to think, why didn't we leave in the 2020s? Why have we waited and stayed behind and looked at what has happened in these other states? I'm telling you, the wheels of commerce are spinning, and all of the positive directions are going to be in red states that are pro-business, that are low-tax, and that believe in America and American values. And it's only going to get faster, that flywheel of excellence. Everything's falling apart in New York and California and Illinois, and everything's going to be going well. And again, I'm just using as an example, there are certainly other states, but when you have no state income tax in Texas, Florida, and Tennessee, it's pretty damn good life down here. Yeah, and in, in the blue states, they're going to have more and more problems because the, uh, and the, the, you know, the leading blue states in terms of population and all the stuff we're talking about, New York and California, um, they are losing a portion of the tax base that they need, a critical yes. portion of the tax base. Uh, I think something like in New York City, 1% of earners pay 40, 40 to 50% of the taxes. 1% Crazy. of that city is responsible for carrying effectively the budget of the city of New York. I mean, without I me, mean, if you try to have 40 or 50% budget cuts, you're talking about, you know, you got nothing left unless you're just going to start slashing pensions and, you know, you're going to have like five cops on the beat. The whole thing is going to be an absolute mess. So uh, that's why they're going to want federal bailouts. And that's why everything then, the bad decisions made by Democrat blue states are supposed to be effectively socialized through the federal government picking up the losses that will come from these places. It's also one of the reasons why they want so much uh, illegal migration into these places, because they want a new labor force that they can call upon and new votes that they can call upon who are, are I mean, the one thing they say is, oh, we want illegals to pay taxes. Illegals are going to be getting tax refunds if they start actually filing for taxes, which they don't, but that's a whole other thing, because they don't make enough money in the manual labor and, and uh, you know, service industry jobs that they have to be subject to taxation. So all of the, so this thing about, oh, they're going to increase the economy and everything. No, actually, that's not how it works. Uh, they're going to be a net drain on resources, which is why New York City is saying they need $14 billion or $12 billion over the next three years to deal with them. Um, anyway, let, let's take some calls on this one and uh, see what you think about all the stuff we've talked about. You know, if your family had a video camera back in the day, mine certainly did. My dad loved to bust it out. The camera was huge. It looked like a rocket launcher. Um, and he would take it out and he would video us opening presents at Christmas and after my mom would cook a Thanksgiving dinner. But what do you do with all that stuff now? You don't have a VCR. That's where Legacy Box comes in. Legacy Box digitally preserves old media so you can safely keep family memories alive for decades to come. Legacy Box is based in Tennessee. They don't outsource overseas. 
They take exceptional care in transferring your tapes, film, photos, even old audio cassettes. They can digitally transfer over a dozen different types of media. They return everything along with brand new digital files that you can watch, share, post, and hold on to forever. They do a great job, too. Both Clay and I have used Legacy Box to digitally transfer our family memories. Carrie's family, the Flatleys, they use Legacy Box. It's great. To get started, go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. A million and a half families have benefited already from using Legacy Box. Legacy, LegacyBox.com slash buck. Save 50% off their regular prices. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, 
Wrong codes and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors. So you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Great time to remind you all that you can listen on demand. Download the iHeartRadio app, my favorite app for listening to podcasts and music. Um, and you can listen to this show on demand. Also, the Buck Brief goes in there. I do uh, short interviews and occasional I don't know, Musings, uh, Tudor Dixon podcast, which has had a really strong following, a lot of listeners, uh, loving the Tudor podcast, Carol Markowitz podcast, um, and we have some others coming down the line as well that you'll be very excited about. So a lot of great on-demand content there. And remember, we are on video now too. So if you want to join us, uh, especially, you know, if you're uh, doing some work around the house, you want to throw us up on the screen, uh, you go to clayandbuck.com, sign up, become a VIP. And I highly uh, recommend you do so. Interesting today, Clay, I just saw this. Uh, this is being shared. Well, it doesn't really matter. Point is, Ron DeSantis, I was, gonna, I was trying to find that publication that shared it. Maybe I will be able to. Ron DeSantis is holding a, yeah, Florida's Voice. There you go. Um, Governor Ron DeSantis will hold media availability today at the South Carolina State House at 5 o'clock. Looks like Ron, I would assume, is about to go all in. He is about to be the engineer on the Trump train, making that choo-choo go even faster. He's going to be telling everybody to clear the tracks for the Trumpster. I still think it's so weird what Nikki Haley's doing, Buck. And, and by the way, credit to Ron DeSantis. He went balls to the wall, believed he was the best option. He and his wife, Casey, they went all in on Iowa they made a case for why they were the right choice. The people of Iowa said no. DeSantis's team said, okay, we accept the will of the voters. Not unlike what Tim Scott did. Not unlike what anybody else who ran for office made the decision. As soon as they recognized, hey, the pathway isn't there, they all stepped down and said Trump's going to be the guy. I still... I. We have an open invite out to Nikki Haley, right, Producer Allie? We we said, hey, Nikki Haley, you can come on the show. And she is refusing to come on the show, is my understanding. Uh, because that open invite's been out for weeks now. If you well, were really... Why? Tr- we, we would be very, we'd be very polite. Right. right. You know, there's no reason to not come on the show. Well, I mean, my point is just if you were trying to actually win the Republican primary... I mean, is Boeing not going to let her come on the show? What's the problem? <laughs> if you were trying to actually win the Republican primary, wouldn't you want to go on one of the biggest media outlets with Republican listener and or viewership in the entire country? I mean, this this is, to me, pretty strong evidence that she's not actually trying to convince all of you, the millions of you listening to us right now, that she should be the pick. And I, I mean, that's it, her right, but this is why my antenna are up, Buck. The only thing that makes sense to me is that she's going to double bird all of the voters in the Republican primary and decide to run as a third-party candidate 
at the behest of her rich billionaire backers. If she did Nothing that, else and we all sense. know she she would be delivering the presidency to a Democrat, delivering yes. it yes. on a silver platter to. I honestly think she did that. Kamala Harris could win. I really, I truly believe that. I think, I think if Nikki Haley ran third party and was able to get ballot access and, and was, you know, picked up by this no labels no movement or whatever, um, I think, I think Kamala Harris could be the president of the United States, meaning Joe Biden would be safe to step down if he wanted to even before the election. That's how much it would mess up the voting. Even if Nikki Haley believes that Trump is not going to be the nominee, and I'm, I'm saying like you think that he's going to have like some awful health condition. He's going to have to step down. She's not going to have enough delegates that she would be able to have a lead. I think, Ron, I think if Trump tomorrow came out and he said, guys, I can't run or God forbid something awful happened to Trump, I think Ron DeSantis would be the nominee and I don't think it would be particularly close. I don't understand who is advising Nikki Haley right now. I think that she is being done a disservice if she's not able to see it herself, then whomever her advisors are not sitting her down and saying, there is no path, you gain nothing other than doing the bidding of Democrats, which is why I wonder, no labels has been saying they want to get on the ticket if it's Trump v. Biden for a long time. Joe Manchin said he's not going to run. Larry Hogan is running for the Senate. Chris Christie, I, I mean, maybe he would do it. But Nikki Haley is the one that would truly deliver the race, I think, to Joe Biden. That's the question I would have for her if she were willing to come talk to one of the largest audiences anywhere of Republican primary voters. The fact that she's not willing to talk to you and me and all of you is, to me, evidence that she's not actually running for the Republican nomination anymore. Something is going on, that's for sure. Well, at least we'll have... Results to talk about after this weekend from the South Carolina uh, primary. South Carolina is one of my favorite states in general, so looking forward to talking about uh, that and uh, just everything else going on in the world today. It's a, it's a crazy world we live in, Clay. We didn't even get to, what was it? There was something the about the NYPD Dave. dance team. We need to talk about oh, that Oh, NYPD dance team. Tomorrow, I think we'll talk about the NYPD dance team. Oh, and a woman who wouldn't date a guy because he was shorter than he said. It'll be good. There's a discussion. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.